When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As a host of a show like this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The magic forwards. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I told you so. October 19th is when I told you so. The Rich Eisen Show. I said the Golden State Warriors were going to win the NBA championship this year. Earlier on the show, Raiders tight end Darren Waller. Coming up, Jets head coach Robert Sala. Sports Center host Scott Van Pelt. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders slated to join us in 20 minutes. And Scott Van Pelt, my buddy from back in the day at the Worldwide Leader in Sports at ESPN, where he expertly mans the midnight hour every single night, um, is going to be joining us at the top of hour number three on this program. But uh, we are thrilled. And that is, you know what, that's the royal we. I'll say that, uh, all of us here, uh, but in the royal we. Could not be more happy to have the head coach of the New York Jets and the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. It's been too long since I've spoken to Robert Sala, and that long, length of time ends right now. How are you, Coach Sala? I'm doing great, man. I, I guess we got to win more games to get on the show a little bit. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that is so not true, Robert. That is, that is an untruth. That is an untruth. I, uh, look, uh, I, I'm, um, I think I speak for the fan base when I say I'm genuinely jacked. Uh, I mean, I just, I'm trying to remain composed, to be quite frank with you. I wonder how you're feeling about what's going on. There. You know, um, there's a lot of excitement. Um, I feel like this is the youngest, uh, a team that the, the the Jets have had in a while that's had so much promise and 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 an actual chance to to grow together. So it's exciting. It's an, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be a Jet. It's, it's an exciting time to be a fan, in my opinion. So how do you gel that? How do you harness that youth and talent in a league that you know feasts on that? If it's not potentially uh, placed on the field. In, in a way, or it, 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 you can be taken advantage of with that youth and talent. Coach, you know that inside and out. How do you harness that? Well, yeah, for, for sure. Like, um, like, like any, any young person in a, in a, in a field, right? You, you're going to have your learning experiences. You're going to go through your bumps, your bruises. But um, the, the objective of this whole youth movement is to get these guys as much playing time as possible so they get scarred like a veteran while they have youthful legs. Um, and if you could get them thinking and playing like a veteran while they're still running what they did at the Combine, then you have a chance to be a very explosive roster. So uh, does it hurt to watch? Is it painful? Is it a roller coaster ride? Is it stressful? Absolutely. But, but in our opinion, and, and if you're able to ride it out and you can de- uh, develop these guys the right way and, and you've got guys who are made of the right stuff like we feel like we have where they're going to grind and they're going to find ways to get things done, we really do think the potential of this team is is pretty cool, and it's going to be fun to watch these guys grow. Well, i got to be honest with you, Coach. Um, when I ran into Sauce Gardner at the Combine, um, it was in the NFL Network suite where they were taking still photographs and uh, having them have video videos of them walking through a, like a confetti machine that we would use that video going to break of our broadcast. And, 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 and the top prospects were brought through. I ran into Sauce Gardner. I saw the Sauce chain. I said hello to him. I saw how big and tall and wide he is, and I just looked, saw the look in his eye of, of getting it without 
you know, feeling too big on his own britches. And he had me at hello. I said, I walked out. I'm like, that's, that's, that, that's the guy the Jets should take it fourth overall. I'm wondering what, what you thought of sauce at first sight coach. No, it's uh, all the same stuff you do. Uh, uh, you just mentioned, he's got this, uh, I was explaining it to my wife last night, believe it or not. We were, uh, <laughs> we were watching uh, uh, Flight 2022, oh. uh, the last episode, and we are talking, and, and it was my dad, too. My dad was sitting in there, and I said, you know, he's got this uh, uh, humility to him that comes with a tremendous amount of confidence that allows him to talk a lot of crap. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's, a, it's an amazing balance. I, I find it fascinating, per- personally. Like, he's, the guys love him. Um, he is not afraid to ask questions. He is not afraid to, to see bad stuff on tape where he's being corrected. He's not afraid to learn. Uh, he's not afraid to, to see guidance from veterans. He's not afraid of coaching. Um, he's not afraid of getting beat, but at the same time, if he locks you up, you're going to hear about it. And, um, you know, he's got, he's got such great balance to him. And I, I think, uh, I think I speak for everyone in that we're really excited to have him in the building. Well, I mean, I spoke to Luke Fickle about him before the draft, and I guess it, it, it's good to not have a fear about uh, getting beat because you haven't been beat <laughs> since high school. But, I mean, he, he talked about how he and his staff thought that Gardner wasn't ready to get in a game, um, that he was too young, too green to get in a game, and then injuries forced him in a game, and he had a pick six to win the game and help salt the game away. And he looked at his staff going, okay, I guess I was wrong about that. Uh, but he also refused to call him sauce until he was a pro. Do you call him sauce coach? You, you know, I know, uh, I think I call him AG. I, okay. I call him whatever comes out of my mouth. I'm not, okay. uh, um, but, um, but to be honest with you, you know, just, just to, to echo what coach fickle talked about, you know, yes. I look at him, I'm like, God, he's got to get some more power. Uh, he's got to get strength in his lower half uh, just so he can absorb what, the, what could potentially be a 24-game season. And it's, you know, so there's, there, it's a long season. It's different than, than college. But at the same time, you watch him practice. And um, he's got a lot of similarities to DJ Reed, who we just signed, in the, in the sense that uh, he strains in and out of his breaks. It's um, uh, very similar to the way DJ does. DJ plays every play like it's the last play of his life. And, and this kid trains and and plays his butt off, and it's uh, and it's fun. Our entire corner room, uh, cor- that entire room has really turned into something cool. With, uh, obviously, Bryce Hall last year, he's, he he looks fantastic again. So it's it's a really cool room. It's um, it's gone from young to to veteran pretty quick, and it's uh, again, I'm just really excited for that 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 entire room to grow. And I and I appreciate your your thoughts on humility and, and the importance of that. And I feel the same way. But you mentioned Flight 2022, which is the documentary that the Jets have put together five parts on their YouTube page, looking at the last offseason in a very hard knock style. Uh, I, I I think my favorite part about that is whoever does the voiceover work. Do you know who does the voiceover work for that uh, documentary? I, I don't coach? Know, he's got he's got an amazing radio voice. I thought he did a phenomenal job right here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> show. Robert Sala. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm fishing. I, I, you know, it's just. I'm. 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 I'm weak talent. You know. I'm just weak. Weak, thin skin talent, coach. You know. But uh, it is. It is a fun watch. And the interesting part about that, Robert Sala here on the Rich Eyes Show. I did not know that uh, Jermaine Johnson told Joe Douglas to trade up for him. But you were four and ten at the time when he said that. Like, where where did he think you should be trading up for him, coach? You. You know. Um... I think all those guys are always going to, um, you know, just trade up. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. But, <laughs> but, but it, uh, it worked out. It worked out perfect. And it was, uh, it was supposed to happen the way it was supposed to happen. So, so what was that moment like for you where you already had a remarkable talent at the corner position that you know what you can do with that with the, your side of the football in terms of expertise previously being defense? Um, and then Garrett Wilson, who we'll get to in a second for the, your other Wilson, if you will. But the fact that you're sitting there and you can get Jermaine Johnson at the end of the first round and all it costs you is a, a second that you already had another second in your back pocket, very high for Friday night. Uh, I mean, that had to be something for you, Coach. No, it was, it was great because once we took Garrett, um, I looked over at Joe and I think it was a couple picks later. I said, hey, uh, how far does uh, Jermaine Johnson got to go for us to – it was just kind of a discussion between Joe and I, and um, right. Uh, and Joe Joe gave a number, 
And uh, I said, all right. Didn't think he'd even get there. I think I think he said maybe if he gets to 15, uh, we could start picking up the phone and uh, and shoot from 15 to 20, 26. Well, I forget what pick it was. Joe was relentless, just calling, 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 as it was documented. And uh, and Joe made it happen. I mean, Joe Joe on on draft day is pretty fun to watch. He's he's calm, he's collected, but he is relentless in pursuit to try to make sure he's getting all the information he needs to make the best selection possible. And uh, you know, it's uh, you you have to get lucky sometimes. And uh, and at least from our our view with where we had Jermaine ranked uh, in our top ten, we we felt like we were pretty lucky. So Robert Sala, New York Jets head coach here on the Rich Eisen show. We all know it's a quarterback driven league. You know that better than uh, anybody. So tell me about your guy, your two. How different does he look right now, Zach Wilson? You know he he looks he looks a lot more he looks a lot com- more comfortable. He's uh, you know a, a year ago, at this time, if he made a mistake, he would give this long dissertation about how he saw a certain player doing something, and <laughs> and uh, you know in our system it's progression based. It's one two, one two three, let it go, and uh, um, you know this year. You could just before Rob or uh, Michael Fleur could even talk to him, he's like, "I know," and he would point to where he should have went, or he points to what he could have done. And and the dissertation, he's, you know, there's there's an old there's there's a saying in football: uh, see a little, see a lot, see a lot, see nothing. And we're getting him; he's getting from seeing a lot to seeing very little, and which is what you want him to see, because when you see little, you actually widen your vision, if that makes sense. But um, He's done a really nice job. He's a lot more comfortable in the offense, a lot more decisive. Um, he still has that tremendous arm talent. I love the fact that he went off schedule some in, uh, in, during OTAs a lot more than he did a year ago because uh, off schedule he is, a, he is an incredible talent when he does go off schedule. And, um, you know, he looks, he looks good. He looks comfortable. He's more comfortable around his teammates. He's more comfortable in conversation. So it's, it looks good. Just Now he's just got pieced together. What does off schedule look like? What do you mean by that? Um, it looks like his pro day. <laughs> ha! Okay, that throw, the, the throw that you're referring to, yeah, that the throw? throw, the throw, the, the sidearm off platform. The, you know when he's when he's running. You know when he when you exit the pocket and um, you know he could just he can deliver the ball to certain spots like the 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 Tennessee game where he hit Keelan Cole and he hit Corey Davis when he was off schedule, leaving the pocket and keeping his eyes downfield. And uh, you know he's no one's going to question his talent. And uh, his physical traits—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's really uh, bringing that the physicality, the, the physical traits that he has, and combining it with the mental part of the football game, which is the hardest part to learn, especially at quarterback. And um, we really, we're really hopeful that he takes a um, takes a good step forward and and being a, a good quality quarterback, uh, starting quarterback, and and who knows, you know, who knows where he can take it. But um, I think. I share the same. We all share the same thoughts as he does, and that we think his sky's the limit. So, um, you know, just taking those steps one day at a time and, and seeing how far he can take. It. And the conversation was Garrett Wilson was the most pro-ready uh, receiver, with all due respect to Drake London. I mean, that was part of the conversation throughout the entire talent evaluation portion of our calendar. How does he look so far to you, Coach? You know, same same thing. You know, it's um, because we're so versatile at receiver, and we have our receivers playing all three spots, and you know the Z, the X, the F, and um, all for matchup purposes. It is a little bit taxing on receivers in the system because you're you're not just lining up at the X and having to do the same thing over and over and over again. Now Garrett is very very smart, but um, it's still mentally it, it's heavy, and uh, he looks good. You see all the body control, you see all the juiciness with his lower half movement, his uh, burst in and out of breaks, the speed. The hands, the aggressive hands. He's he's a very very talented young man, and he's very smart. And um, same thing with him as he masters the one on one aspect of football, which is scheme. All those physical traits will come out, and um, and OTAs was a good step in that direction. How's Makai Becton uh, for him rehabbing uh, a knee tendon is similar to somebody rehabbing their quad muscle. So I mean, how 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 is he doing? Do you think? Uh, Big Big Beck is doing good. It was it was great to see him during mini camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no restrictions on his knee anymore, uh, which is awesome. Um, so it's just a matter of continuing to get, in, get get his body right and get his mind right and getting ready to play a football season. And uh, you know, all, all the 
all the things that we know of Makai, he's, he's freakishly athletic. He's freakishly big. Um, and, uh, he's got freak, he's got freakish, freakish talent, you know? So he's, we're really excited to get him back in the fold. And, um, and so these next 40 days are, are obviously big for him as they are for everybody else. Right. And then and, in terms um, of, in terms of getting healthy, uh, your pass rush is also, uh, potentially significantly upgraded if people can come back healthy and that's the other aspect of this you got to you got to have a quarterback who can win games and you got to go hunt quarterbacks who can beat you so how does how does your pass rush look right now to you going into the summer well what what stinks about the way we structured otas is there really wasn't much o-line d-line play going on Mm -hmm. um but when you watch those guys through individual and all the different things that we're having them do um we're excited about his potential. You know, uh, Jermaine Johnson, we're adding to the mix, but uh, people can't forget about Jacob Martin, who we picked up from Houston. Carl Lawson comes back, really expecting a nice year from Quinton Williams and uh, John Franklin Myers. So we've got, uh, on paper, what could be a pretty cool group. Um, but uh, paper never won a championship. <laughs> and I'm looking at the piece of paper you were scheduled, and I'm, I'm like, come on, man. What the hell? I mean, so... So, um, what's your two cents on that, Coach? Your schedule. I know. I know. I'm asking a coach that, and you can only control you control play them when you play them. But I mean, you're looking at this right here. I'm assuming you'd you'd, you'd like to have a, a nice, easy open, but you join the AFC North, pretty much to start the season. Well, one, one thing I've learned is there, there's really never an easy opener in the NFL, and that's not coach speak. There's right. I, I know to fans, it's like, oh, we should beat that team, or well. I mean, Tampa, we had Tampa on the ropes, and they were defending Super Bowl champs, you know, and uh, sorry, I'm sitting on the side of the road, and I got all kinds of... All good, man. It's New York City or New Jersey, either one. New York City. Okay, I like it. That's it. New York City. I hear you. Um, There you go. I hear you. Yep. All right. So so long story short, it's, uh, you know, like when, when we played Tampa, you know, I think we're double-digit underdogs, and we had them on, on the brink. We beat Tennessee. Uh, you, you just never know when uh, when the schedule comes out who which team is going to be great, which team is going to struggle. But at the end of the day, every team in the NFL, to me, is capable of winning on Sunday. That's why it's the greatest sport in, in, the, in the country. I mean, the parity from top to bottom, every team is capable of putting on a, a show on Sunday, and that's what makes it great. Coach, I really appreciate the time. Uh, how was Father's Day for you? You, you, you? you know, I we we finally moved into our house, so I was grinding on the garage trying to get trying to open up boxes, see where everything went, and and then I spent the afternoon behind the grill. So it was a heck of a day. Okay, <laughs> six kids, right? Is that what you're saying? Seven. Seven, Seven kids. Wow. <laughs> and so you just you just moved into your your home. I mean, didn't didn't your contractor know all gas, no breaks? Didn't you tell that to your contractor, Coach? This, this one's been all gas. He's been phenomenal. <laughs> my, my guy's company's name is Rock Style, and he does a heck of a job. Okay. He really does. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, hey, Coach, let's talk during training camp. Uh, really appreciate the time. Congrats on a huge spring, and uh, look forward to seeing the fall. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much. You got it. That's uh, Robert Sala, head coach of the New York Jets, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I should have used the word autumn. Not saying I'm looking forward to the fall. I don't want to jinx a damn thing. Okay, I am not of sound mind. I gotta say that's probably a nice gift haul when you have seven kids on Father's Day, dude. What'd you get yesterday? What'd you get? Did you get anything? I got a. You got a card? I got a beautiful meal. I got some cards. Okay, great. Yeah. So what do you think he got? Seven ties. Seven Lowe's gift card. Dude, look look at this thing on my desk. That's what I got four years ago. Yeah, but you got the. I still have the price tag on it. Doesn't matter. It really matters who gave it to me. And as you can see, nice gift. this is the crown. You best not miss. That's all I'm saying. What do you think? <laughs> he was watching Flight 2022 with his wife and his dad after the kids went to sleep. By the way, that's a great show. That's a lot of fun. I, I love the teams getting It's great. Yeah, and it's they awesome. do a very good job. Yeah. And the Jets, man, you're talking about moving parts and big draft. I mean, like we could look back years from now on this draft as as – all right, I'm going to stop them years from now. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up. Look at me. I'm going to look back at years from now on this draft. I'm talking about a Jets draft. Negative thoughts. Get out of here. 
Uh, let's take a break. Darren Waller is going to join us next on the Rich Eisen Show from the Las Vegas Raiders, the team that I've chosen to win the AFC West. Yeah, baby. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back in the Rich Eisen Show studio here in Los Angeles, California, back here on our terrestrial radio network. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show in advance of his hit podcast, returning with a new season on July 11th called Comeback Stories, because he certainly has all of that, plus the biscuit. Joining us from the Las Vegas Raiders on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is Darren Waller. How are you doing, Darren Waller? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing better for talking to you. Last time I saw you was at the uh, was at the uh, well, I guess the the symposium here, the players uh, symposium to I guess learn a little bit more about the communication and uh, TV world, right here in Los Angeles. Last time I saw you there, correct? Yeah, yeah, broadcast boot camp. That's that a, a broadcast really boot camp, experience. right? So, what'd you pick up there? What what are you picking up on that front, Darren Waller? I really, I really saw how much of a craft it is for you guys to go up and do what you do every day. It's not just showing up and just talking and, you know, spouting off at the mouth. It's a lot of research, a lot of practice, a lot of repetition that goes into what you guys do and it's something that needs to be taken seriously. So I got a lot of respect for that. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, some of us do spout off at the mouth, though, still, Darren. There's no, <laughs> quite, there's, there's no doubt about that. But so um, you, you're doing that in advance of this podcast. I mean, you're trying to get better at this craft. Or you have an eye for down the road is what you're thinking. Um, yeah, I feel like it's uh, a lot of people have told me that I have a voice for something like this. So I was like, why not pursue it and learn something? And it definitely helped me as far as the podcast is concerned. And yeah, maybe a potential career down the road but yeah i'm just open to learning any way i can right now and so the stories are about i'll give you the floor i know i know what they're about but uh you know you, you can do the best job explaining what your podcast is to to everybody who wants to hear about it and know about your story and others darren it, yeah so comeback stories as me and my co-host donnie starkin is actually donnie's idea um donnie he actually reached out to me uh after the hard knocks thing aired and was like he saw me sharing my story on there. He's like, I have to, you know, get to know this guy. And he had already been working with, um, like Tyron Matthew and worked with, uh, Deandre Hopkins with like yoga and life coaching and things like that. So, you know, just from the conversations that we had, just real raw and vulnerable, we became really good friends. And he was like, we need to make this a podcast. We need to make a platform out of these conversations and invite, you know, successful men, successful women, just successful people on here so they can share about adversity they've overcome that helps them get to where they are today. So we've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of really cool people, 
that a lot of people know who they are, and it's just been an awesome journey so far. Yeah, Carson Daly, uh, Alex Smith, we know his comeback story. Danica Patrick, Tyron Matthew uh, in previous season, Michael Vick and Michael Phelps this year. What what about you? Um, how 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 are you still writing your story, Darren Waller? Um, for me, I feel like I'm still writing my story by continuing to try to be the best version of myself that I can, not settle um, for the for the progress I have made and for the things that I have accomplished, but to continue to, you know, strive for improvement and strive for more and to strive for, you know, a platform and an impact that, you know, impacts as much people as I can through what I've been through and the experiences that I've gained throughout my life. So it's just continuing to keep the foot on the gas and to, you know, try to reach new heights and try to bring people with me. What do you tell people, Darren Waller, who are battling any addiction, regardless of what it may be, about finding the willpower? What What do you tell folks about that and the struggle to find it and the struggle to continue it? What, what's your answer to that, Darren? Um, so for me, I feel like just the, the disease of addiction in itself, it, it, it isolates you. It keeps you away from people. It, it puts a lot of shame and guilt on you, and it makes you not want to tell anyone about what's really going on. And... You know, you think that you're not being a burden on somebody else's life or or that you're protecting your image, but really you're just harming yourself in private where nobody else can really get to you or see where you're at. So for me, you know, for me, in order for me to have the power to change, you know, it took it took a power higher than me and believing in that. And I believe that that's the case for, you know, anyone that really, truly wants freedom from whatever they're addicted to. But um but yeah, it took therapy. It took you know just building community around me of people that I could really be honest. Because a lot of people have secrets and things that they're like, I would never tell anybody this. But until you tell those people that, you'll never be as free as you want to be. So is that still a road that you're on, Darren? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I still see. I talk to my therapist once a week. Uh, I have a sponsor that I sit down, and read with, and talk with once a week. Um, I got young dudes that I mentor now. Um, and just guys that I get with, and we just keep it real when we talk because it's like if you're not, those things start to weigh on you, and you know you just you get more anxious, you get you just feel more bogged down when it's like you don't share what may be going on in your day to day. But when you share, you just feel freer. You can go back into whatever you do with a better mindset, a better attitude, and just a better perspective. Well, I mean, with it, it, it just seems to me, and again, this may be a, a generalization, a generalization. Um, living in Vegas where there's, you know, trappings all around must be significantly difficult. Is that, is that true? Unfair? Fair? What do you say to that, Darren? I feel like that is a fair assumption for sure. Uh, but for me, you know, I've had to, you know, that, this is where I feel like God has a sense of humor, you know, just because I've been here and, you know, I feel at peace more than I ever have been. And I've had my relationships with, you know, the men in my life that I lean on and I, you know, commune with on a week-to-week basis, like, are stronger than ever, and I can just be honest with them, and I just feel protected here. I feel safe here. I feel welcomed here. It's crazy to think, like, in a city like Vegas, like, how could you possibly, you know, stay sober or thrive being sober? But it's like, you know, I couldn't imagine being in a better place for my recovery and for me to continue writing my story. I mean, do you have a feeling of uh, success every day? You 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 don't go in that direction, right? I mean, does that does that empower as well, Darren? Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like success is a lot different for me these days. It's waking up and not having an attitude of self centeredness because that's what addiction created in me. You know, it's like, you know, how do I get mine? How do I get high whenever I want? And whatever the consequences or commitments or accountability I have just got thrown out the window. So today it's like. If I wake up with an attitude of uh, selflessness and I try to give to wherever, you know, whether I'm in the building with the team or if I'm in the community or in relationships that I have, like if I'm trying to give rather than just get something out of it, that's success for me. You know, if my attitude's where it needs to be, what I, whatever I'm preparing for and the effort that I put into whatever I do, if those things are there, that's success for me. And I feel like God will handle the results of things as long as, you know, I make things bigger than just me. Darren Waller right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, Comeback Stories, a podcast that he is conducting along with international yoga instructor and mindfulness teacher. Um, what's his name again? What's his name? Uh, oh, man, Donnie Starkins. Donnie, very much so. Donnie Starkins, Comeback Stories, newest season, July 11th, where all podcasts 
are available here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk a little bit of football, Darren Waller. Uh, what does Devontae Adams look like up close and personal working out to you? Devontae, Devontae Adams is probably the smoothest mover on the football field I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, it's not like over the top, like freakiness where he does have explosion and quickness, but it's just like, I don't know, man. It's like nobody can really dictate the pace at which he moves. He he moves how he moves and everybody else just has to, you know, get with the program. But yeah, just watching him release and move through his route so fluidly. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Well, I mean, you know, it's so rare for somebody of his talent to be moved or, or want to move. And, um, his relationship with Derek Carr, though, uh, is something that makes his movement to Vegas and this team unique. And normally somebody of his talent coming in, there still would be a period of trying to get on the same page with the quarterback. I'm wondering if you've already witnessed the sixth sense these two kids, if you will, have those crazy Fresno kids have on this field right now for you and your team. You seen it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a large number of touchdown connections between the two over the matter of the last month and a half. Um, but, yeah, you can just tell, like, they and – if, and if something isn't, like, particularly precise, like how quick they adjust and mm-hmm. fix it, and then now it's just money. Like, so it's – you can tell that that connection that's been there for years is already taking place and it's already, like, paying off for them as far as how they adjust and just, you know, how they – step out there and dominate like you expect like okay like this is going to be a, a money connection and it's been <laughs> it's been that way from the jump it's very entertaining to watch now i know there's no iron waller but have you gone up to Derek and say hey don't forget your buddy at the tight end position from the last several years we have a sixth sense too have you had a conversation similar to that to Derek Cardinal? i haven't i haven't even had to do it because he, he's he's uh, putting it up there to everybody man like you mm. know Bonte is getting his and then it's like you see the de- the defense will you know kind of shift who they're focusing on from day to day and it's like all right well focus on me put it up today they focus on day it's me or hunters over the middle just wiggling around making people look stupid so it's it's been it's been very fun so far and i'm excited to see you know how it continues to take place over time and how does josh mcdaniel's offense move you around like the chess pieces you can be what do you think what are you seeing um yeah i mean it's, it's really everywhere you know i gotta be on the p's and q's uh as far as the book is concerned because it's Inside, outside, single, by yourself, you know, in a trips formation. So it's like pretty much everywhere. I'm excited about the challenge that it presents because, you know, it makes it harder for people to really know where you're going to be at. So he's diversifying your game in a way that it has not been in in your in your tenure there in Vegas? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, they're bringing new things to the table for sure. Um, I've done a lot of things under – under Coach Gruden, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's been very helpful, and they're asking us to do even more things. So it's just just adding more to the bag and uh, gives us more opportunities to get open when you know defenses are going to be looking for you. Um, so let's talk a little bit of the defense. A Mac, a Max Crosby now having Chandler Jones on the other side. How's that looked to you so far, Darren? Uh, I mean, they're they're flying around. You know, it'll look even more impressive once. You know, pads get put on pretty soon because uh, they don't allow them to really just wreck practice like they really can. But um, yeah, I mean, it looks impressive so far just from them running through their drills and working against the whole line in certain drills. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see them wreak havoc. Okay, so uh, what's the general sense uh, that you guys have on the conversation of how deep of a pool the AFC West now is? And that Russ Wilson is now in Denver and it's another year for Herbert to get better. And Mahomes is still Mahomes, and thus you guys are are going to have uh, your hands full with no true shot to win it all. That's the that's a general sense out there. Wondering how you respond to that, Darren Waller. Well, yeah, that's 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 common knowledge. I mean, I've been watching football for a long time. If you just look at talent in a, in one particular division, I don't think I've I've seen one. So you know, week on a week to week basis, multiple times in a season that you know it's just going to be gladiator type wars and i don't know i mean i just as as my opinion on i feel like that's what's most fun about football when you line up against guys that are the most talented and 
you know, that have the opportunity to uh, win a championship, like they have those quality rosters, like, I don't know, I feel like that brings the best out of me. I feel like it'll bring the best out of the team. Well, do you do you know of any, let's just say, uh, nationally televised um, sports talk hosts and just general hosts who have already put their marker on the Raiders to win the division? Do you know of any of them, Darren Waller? Do you know of any of them? I heard a guy. I mean, I think his, I think his voice kind of sounds similar to you. Yeah. <laughs> Darren, I am caping. I've got a silver and black cape on. And I've been, I've been, Chris, tell him I've been in since when, when have I, since, since when have I been in uh, March, since the April? Day, well, the day that Friday when, uh, Devonte Adams got traded. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's me. So I'm in, you already, you had me at hello. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, I'm big on the Raiders this year. Darren. Appreciate you, Rich. No, and I'm not just doing that just to get, oh, well, sure I am. I am doing that to try and get your, your approval, but just to let you know, I just don't throw this around. Uh, I don't spout to use a phrase that you used earlier. Um, I chose the Golden State Warriors to win the championship uh, from day one, and look what happened. There's a parade going on as we speak right now, Darren. Mm-hmm. You know? Let's see if you can go two for two. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> what would that mean? Not, not, not to you know say that it means to, to make me look good, but what, what would it mean for you to, to get the championship, to win it in Las Vegas, based on everything that you said earlier on in your career path? What would that mean for you? Um, I mean that that would be amazing, you know, just to connect, um, you know, with the city. The city has never experienced uh, anything like that. Hmm. Um, it, it has experienced ups and downs over the past few years, and to bring that here would be uh, amazing. And then you look at guys like Derek, uh, myself, um, other guys that have you know been on some teams and been here with the Raiders where it wasn't looking so great, and you know, just staying the course, staying the you know, staying with the process and seeing us to be in a position like we are now and to, you know, achieve the goals that we have would, I mean, just be, you know, you can't make, you just can't make this kind of stuff up, especially from, you know, the way that my life story has transpired. Are you going to get Max Crosby on your pod? I think you guys would have a great conversation. I'd like to be on the fly on the wall for He's on there for uh, season two. We already, we already got an episode with him. Okay. Uh, He'll be on there. uh, So you guys are sharing stories of recovery and addiction and, and comebacks. That's what you're doing. On that pod, yeah, I imagine every conversation on there is uh, is real. You know, we got we got Steve Smith Senior coming up too as well. Did you ice up for that prior to the that conversation? Did I, feel you? Like I, I feel like I needed to ice up after because that was a real like a real deal conversation. I like, bet that was a special moment. Well, I look forward to that. July 11th is when the new uh, season of Comeback Stories hits. We're all podcasts are acquired. Darren Waller, let me know when you're in Los Angeles. I'd love to have you in person. Uh, you know, it was great to see you at the broadcast boot camp and. And let's chat uh, as you go about your your business for the football season. Yes, sir. Thanks, Rich. It's always a pleasure. Right back at you. That is Darren Waller uh, at Rack with two Ks, Wall83 on Twitter. And it's the same spelling without the 83 on Instagram. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Big, big fan of Darren. Dude, man. Big Darren. He's saying, I'm telling you, if you're paying attention to Devontae, there's him. And then he said, Hunter, as in Renfro, spinning people around, making them look stupid in the middle of the field. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about the run game. No. People are sleeping on Josh Jacobs. Man. I feel like. Well, he's. Well, they didn't pick up his options, so people are kind of wondering, what's up? I think. How about this? The next running back option, fifth year that gets picked up, will be Jonathan Taylor's. How does that sound? You're saying that's going to be a just, thing in the future. Yeah, I mean, who's 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 paying running backs fifth-year option money? Unless they're already showing you what they can do and they're incredibly special. If Jacobs runs like crazy this year, let him run with light pockets for you. And if he wants to get paid and you don't want to pay him, then make that decision. Then I know that's an unfortunate fact of life for running backs, though. You know, like which running back a first rounder or gets, well, he doesn't actually, Jonathan Taylor doesn't have a fifth year option. He got chosen in the second round. Mm-hmm. So I don't even He's about na- to name me the next, fir- name me the next first round running back. That's going to get a fifth option, fifth year option picked up. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to get paid very soon. I mean, he could hold out right now if he really, <laughs> really felt like let's, it. Let's <laughs> not put it in there in his mind's eye. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound like Jonathan Taylor, right? 
Yeah, but as we all know, it's not it's Jonathan year, Taylor. Year that's three, his, going into year people. three, going into year three. Uh, running backs, that that doesn't work. So were, that's what I'm saying. It's just so don't hold that against Josh Jacobs. There aren't many first round running backs that are going to be around anyway. And then who's going to get a fifth year option picked up as a first round running back? That's just going to be a rarity. Najee, so, Najee Harris. That's possible. Just thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So there you have it. He might he, he might be the next guy to have a fifth year option picked up. It's also <laughs> funny too, Rich. You're you're, so, up, you're obviously working the draft, so you're not picking up on this. But I heard that term more this draft than I've ever heard it. Which is what the fifth year option. So yes. to me, it was just like this whole draft. I was sitting there thinking, man, this really is a business. And I mean, we all know yeah. it's a business, but I think it was very evident this year's draft because what you said was said so many times throughout the course. Well, because we're talking about Baker Mayfield having a fifth year option picked up and Sam Donald, all those quarterbacks are now on their fifth year yeah. option. You know, that's the business of it. And that's why teams trade into the first round to get that fifth year option on the player. That's the benefit of moving up to go get him. That's why the Jets at the end of the first round, like Jermaine Johnson's still there. We can get a fifth-year option on him. All it costs us is a two, and we already have another one. That one still doesn't make sense. So, you know. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's not going to get his no. picked up, right? Yeah. And But but what? He's, so he's trash? He's not somebody to be circled sometimes on film? Of course he is. Definitely, yeah. You know? so What about Nick Chubb? Where's he at, Brockley? I think he was a second rounder. He wasn't a first rounder. Oh, that was. Oh, yeah. He wasn't a first round pick. The last couple of drafts have really only had one running back. That's what I'm saying. So don't count, don't count this against Josh Jacobs. He's really good. McDaniels is putting the pieces together. You got to have a pass rush. Max Crosby is all pro quality, and now you're putting a potential Hall of Famer and Chandler Jones on the other side with a chip on his shoulder. I'm telling you, man. That's part of the reason why I like the Raiders. Also, I like zagging when everyone else zigs. I appreciate that about you. And so I'm going to be on that silver and black. I've fully talked myself into that one. I'm not. I'm not. uh, I'm not going elsewhere unless something horrible happens in training camp. And I hope about how awesome a Super Bowl parade down Las Vegas Vegas Boulevard Boulevard would be. Unbelievable! You're laughing about it already, Mike. We're going. The autumn wind is a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Raiders fans were found on mattresses on rooftops everywhere. The autumn wind doubles down on them. Everybody went to Mike Tyson's house and saw his zoo. The autumn wind split seven. Damn straight. Well, I mean, <laughs> not against a three. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it depends. I mean, five. I mean come on. Now, man. You're the worst backjack. Oh, my God. <laughs> do not sit at my third insane. base, sir. What are we doing? All right, let's take a break here. I just knew Brock would flip. Take your phone that. calls when we come back. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit with one big happy family. All right, let's take some phone calls. Uh, Craig in Toronto, this phone call potentially intrigues me. What's up, Craig? How are you, sir? Well, dear diary, today I've made my first guest appearance on the Rich Eisen Show, and I hope your professional ears picked up a few things there, Rich. First of all, guest appearance, Yes. as I make Blue Jays and fantasy baseball content. So, yes, in my mind, I'm going to go ahead and treat this as a guest appearance, sure. Well done. And first. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. And first, Rich, mm-hmm. you're going to love this first guest appearance. There's my George Costanza. I've already taken my hat off and stuffed it behind the pillow cushion on the Rich Eisen show. I've, I've already set up my leave behind. <laughs> okay, very good. I like it. I like Craig already. What's on your mind, Craig? <laughs> What's on your mind? Well, Rich, first of all, I mean, uh, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. just a, a tip of the hat for everything you do with the Run Rich Run. So I just want to commend you on that. It's Thank supported you. and respected up here in Canada. Rich, I, th- I always wanted to know from a, from a big-time Yankee fan like yourself, <laughs> is it at all a big deal? Well, well, really, what, what, what do you remember? What, how did it resonate in the Yankee fan base back in the day when Dave Winfield killed that seagull up here in Toronto? What do you and, remember about that? And, and Exhibition what, Stadium. In and, and the old yeah, Exhibition yeah. Stadium, yeah, with Ernie Witt behind home plate, I'm sure. Oh, you boy. know, Yeah, Dave Steeb. And all those old Toronto Blue Jays back in the day? I was thinking you were cr- calling a crow in about the, the comeback the, the Blue Jays threw on the Yankees yesterday to avoid being swept. I thought that's what you were calling in about, Craig. That's were not you, what it is. Were you, guys were, were you guys were this close to being downright rude uh, guests this past weekend? That's for darn sure. Yes. Holy cow. I know the Blue Jays wow. were almost the bird that we splattered this time around. That almost was it. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. a real tough weekend for the whole, well, the Yankees haven't played anybody crowd. The Yankees are like, what, 21-7 and seven against winning teams? Yeah. That's by a mile the best in baseball. They're like, uh, what is that, 7-3 and three now or 7-4? and 8-4 and four maybe even against the Jays this season. Yeah, like, they're 8-4. This Yankee team is for 8-4. and four, There you go. And, Rich, I would really love to know from you, is there honestly, if there is a team in the AL East where you're saying, you know what, Craig, I'll just be honest with you, a team that could catch us, a team that I still have my eyes on, is X. Does that team even exist? And if so, Rich, I'd love to know who it is. Well, the team that concerns me is the one that uh, the Yankees are playing later on this week, the Houston Astros, the only other 40-win team in the American League. Wow. You know, with Verlander pitching the way that he's pitching and they, they can hit out of their shoes. Um, and I, I just love the – and thanks for the call, Craig. I appreciate it. Did you see the, uh, the responses to Buster Olney, who's one of our favorites? He tweeted out last night that uh, on the Sunday night game that um, – Jose Altuve was going to wear the wire for them oh, last God. night. Oh, God. oh, and the mentions got trashy, <laughs> no, trashy. Really? Yes, he was, yes, he was wearing the wire. Buster, why would Buster do that? Because it's the truth that they, they, as you know, Sunday Night Baseball puts microphones on players, and it's at, it's outstanding insight. But Buster, Buster had to know when he hit send on on that. To avoid his mentions. <laughs> Where the wire. About, oh, there's lots of chiming. <laughs> lots of chiming about what Jose Altuve had under his jersey. Any, any new tattoos? It was not pretty, but I was there with my popcorn. Uh, Yankees went up. <laughs> Yankees went up eight three yesterday, and I game. thought, and I thought that was it. But yeah. they, uh, the the bullpen blew it, and the, the Jays reminded everybody that they have a considerable offense. Considerable offense, but the Yankees just still have won sixteen of eighteen. I wouldn't be worried. Oh yeah, they're sixteen of (laughs) sixteen and two in June. Sixteen and two in June, and they they sent Garrett Cole out there to stop it. They could have won their fiftieth game yesterday, but instead the Jays moved within eleven. Never going to lose. Nick Pavetta, who's pitching much better in the last six weeks than he did in the first month, but you could say that about the entire Red Sox team. Pavetta's been awesome. He's been terrific. He has been, and the Rays have uh, slipped up a bit. And uh, the Red Sox are on the verge of moving into third place, yeah. trying to get themselves in that wild card spot. It's, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be ironic if Tito is the one to keep the Red Sox out of that third wild card spot because the Indians playing very well? Guardians. Guardians, pardon me. Jeez, Guardians. I'm going to have to do that. Oh, the White Sox are now in that uh, in the race, too. Look at that. The Angels are in the mix. The White Sox. 
right behind the Red Sox, but it's the Jays, yeah, think, Guardians, yeah, and Rays. Yeah, wild card will be a, wild card will be a really it. fun race. It's, it's going to be a really fun race. And, uh, that's, the, and that's the beauty of what the Yankees are doing right now is they can just sit back and watch the other teams play each other in a best of three and not have their pitching set for the second round of the playoffs. I mean, you could play 500 ball the rest of the year and probably win the division, I'm guessing. Dude, they're, they're, Yankees have lost just 17 games this year. That's it. I mean, they're as good as a 98 team. In, in the pace world, well, right? they're 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 okay. ahead of the '98 team in well, terms of pace. That. They're, 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 the pace they're, 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 they're they're in front, well, and they've been pitching really well. Just yesterday, uh, they just couldn't. Uh, they did, couldn't. Did Judge go yard over the weekend? Um, I don't believe Rich. he did. No, Rizzo was. Everybody else did. Yeah, they're like. Uh, it's a fun watch. They are. I bet. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, been great. Killing it. It's been great. But they lost on Father's Day, which is, you know, odd because they have been everybody's daddy yeah. since the first pitch. Well it's very uh, ironic they lost yesterday. Now, Judge is stuck on 25 home runs. Hey, guys. Metropolitans are up one nothing as we speak right hey, now. you know, he can keep forgetting about Second best yeah, record they like in baseball. They like, they like That's fine. Out. You know, I, just, like I, I realized that. that about two minutes ago, as you were just, you know, That's right. piling on top of the Yankees, I'm no, like, you know what, don't sorry. mention the Mets. We'll just do our... No, it's all right. We'll, you know, we'll do our business Not and a pitch home. thrown by DeGrom, not a pitch thrown by uh, Scherzer, Scherzer in over a month. getting ready to come back. I know. They're looking Ooh, good. Buddy. And, um, and Pete Alonso hit a home run this weekend. He's so good, man. I love him. What a dream come true for Mets fans. He's one of my favorite New York athletes. As Brockman would tell you. I don't usually like Mets. Week two of his rookie season. You were on it, man. I was like, this guy, Pete Alonso. Who is this guy? So great. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers uh, didn't expect middle of June to be looking around and seeing the Padres minus Machado and minus Tatis Jr. Yeah. Padres are winning a bunch of games. 41 and 27. Well, you, Darvish, has been. I mean, Amazing. maybe NL Dodgers are like, you know, can't can we just win 110 games in peace? Last year we couldn't because of the Giants. <laughs> this year it's the Padres. Can we just can we just go. spend a half billion dollars winning and win 105 games in peace? Well, Mookie, they might not get to well, that. Mookie's going to be out for a little bit. He's got a cracked rib right now, dude. Dodgers got more wins. Too. And Walker Buehler's going to be out for a while. Dodgers might have to wand card their way into the mix. Mm-hmm. With their, ah, that's a shame. Is Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> losing his mind right now? About oh, we can get him on. You want to get him on this week? I think we well, should go talk baseball. Oh, you the know, Padres. by the way, Coop watches nonstop highlights. On the MLB app, nonstop. The MLB he, app is one of the best apps. He ever. loves. Yeah, really good. They, so he's yeah, watching highlights of everybody. So he's learning who does play by play for everybody. Oh, he loves Orsillo? Loves yeah. Don Orsillo. I don't want to like. My son line. Cooper loves <laughs> Don Orsillo. Loves him. And yes. you know what? So we, we were talking about home run calls and announcers. I don't know how he caught wind of this. I might have mentioned it too at some point. We went through a five-minute YouTube video of Hawk Harrelson's calls. (laughs) And you could put it on the board. He he used that against his sister when he homered off her in uh, wiffle ball yesterday. He said put it on the board? (laughs) As he hit a wiffle ball into, sorry, our neighbor's uh, backyard. Said that to his sister. Rich, has Koopa caught on to the baseball card bug yet? Uh, No, he's still locked in on Pokemon cards. Oh, okay. Well, well, I mean, big money it, there, too. <laughs> it's pro- it's probably coming, yeah. and when it does, he's going to have a lot of fun with it. Big money there, too. You might not have fun because, you know, you have to. The New York Yankees going for their 50th win with Garrett Cole tonight in Tampa. Scott Van Pelt coming up.